exterminating the lives of people that we think are lesser than ourselves, really? Does that have anything to do with Charles Darwin? The eugenics movement was grounded in Darwinian biology, and it goes back to Darwin's Descent of Man, where he basically, I mean, people need to understand that in Darwinian evolution, how did human beings get to be who they are? It's through this vigorous process of natural selection or survival of the fittest. Nature methodically kills off the physically disabled, the mentally disabled, the sick, the poor, and again, so there are whole classes of people that if you were just in a state of nature, you'd be killed off by natural selection. According to Darwin, that's how human beings became the crown of creation, through this really blind and personal, bloody process of killing off the unfit in evolutionary terms. So, move us up to civilized society. Darwin was really frightened and sounded the alarm that civilized society does their best to maintain those people who would have been killed off in nature. And so, as Darwin writes about, we're inoculating people against smallpox. We're helping the poor. We're helping the mentally disabled. We're saving the sick. And all this has the, basically the conclusion of this is that, well, we're saving all these people who nature would kill off. And so if we kept doing this, according to Darwin, we were going to destroy the human race. Hmm, fancy that. By the way, what hath Darwin wrought was shot in Stockton, California at an insane asylum. This is the monument to the morons and imbeciles, their words, that were not only housed, but sterilized there. That was the 20th century. Hello, welcome to another episode of Proof Beyond Reason. Proof. So, I am Geology, for those of you who are unaware. And I'm here with Mike the Baptist. That's me. That's and me. last week we discussed uh, slavery in the Bible. Ooh. Ooh. Good topic. It's a good topic. Now, today we are introducing Darwinism. Is it racist? Yep, so we are we're going to pose the question is darwinism or evolutionism natural selection is it racist is the theory a ra- is based on racism so that's what we we're going to debate today. And you guys heard a brief clip in the beginning uh before we started uh talking about darwinism. Now we can go and talk about briefly in The Descent of Man a book that Darwin wrote. He theorized that man, having evolved from apes, had continued evolving as various races, with some races more developed than others. Mm, that is the basis of the argument. Yes. Um, the video, real quick, uh, giving uh, credit where credit due, Wretched TV. Yep. Uh, so if you go into you go on YouTube, type in Wretched TV, and you'll pull up a, a very animated host, and it's... Um, Pretty good information that you get, good research, and very complete sound theology. So check them out, Wretched TV. Uh, they're still putting out good content. Uh, also want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Matthew Movement. Of course. Wear what you believe. Uh, visit MatthewMovement.com for information, for clothes. As I said last episode, I have a shirt. It's the logo, one of the logo tees. Uh, great quality clothes. I've had it for years. And has it faded? Probably my favorite, sh- one of my favorite shirts that I have. Um, and if I could wear it every day, I absolutely would. So, uh, so visit mathmovement.com, check them out, and uh, visit us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, um, iTunes. Check us out on all those platforms, and uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. Hit us up. ProofBeyondReason at gmail.com. If you want to be one of our sponsors, that would be fantastic. And we are celebrating that we have over 500 plays of our podcast. So thank you so much for all your support. We love you guys. I think at this point, we're probably at like 530 or 550, somewhere around there. I mean, a lot of people are are tuning in. And and God willing, as we continue to, to put out content, we'll get more plays and Hence, more exposure to uh, to what we're talking about. So, let's jump right in. Racism, Darwinism, is it the same? Possibly. Hmm. Ooh, short answer. I would say automatically yes. Automatically yes. I mean, these are some of the things that we discuss uh, throughout the course of history. We see a couple of examples happening over time of 
people demonstrating that just because they believe in evolution, they believe that they are better than the other person. So you have uh, something that Darwin himself stated. Uh, he classified his own race as more advanced than those lower organisms. Ooh, lower organisms. And I mean, he clarified some people or classified, I should say, different groups. He would call them savage, low, degraded. And I mean, just by that statement in itself, I mean, we researched continuously to see if Darwin actually believed or was racist. But I mean, it's the tough. only thing we did see was just statements. Yeah, it's tough when you have someone that is putting out that type of content mm-hmm. to not associate them with what they what they're backing. I mean, if we can't put on it necessarily was he racist so so but i mean some of the things that g has it's it's pretty clear uh not only was he racist but you know you can connect him to some conspiracy theory Ooh, connect him in that and if he's part of that world you know there there is a lot of uh skeptical endorsement as to the or even the origins mm-hmm. of the evolutionary theory you know, was it was it for the purposes of maintaining this this the slave trade? Was it for the purposes of 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 getting people to believe otherwise, so that, that we can maintain uh, this state of slavery and also to maintain uh, or to reinstate segregation and so forth? So um, so we see it. We see it throughout. Now, I do have a quote by Stephen uh, J. Gould. He states, Biological arguments for racism may have been common before 1850s, but they increased by orders of magnitude following the acceptance of evolutionary theory. Actually, uh, a guy, his name is Thomas Huxley. Um, He was known as the bulldog, or Darwin's bulldog, I think it was. And so he was probably the foremost promoter of Darwin evolution. Uh, and and he was a racist. He was clearly mm-hmm. a racist. Uh, he tried to fight against the abolition of the slave trade and uh, would endorse um, any practice that would oppress women and also anyone who is not of the white race. Um, so... I have a quote here from him that he says, he says, just as blacks were inherently inferior to whites, Huxley claimed, so too were women naturally inferior to men. Uh, and so he he made his case to to say that, you know, evolution is the evidence by which anyone that is not of his mm-hmm. Huxley's race uh and in evolution they divide people by races rather than just the human race which scripture affirms the yep. human race uh not not natural or not a not a nationality or or you know where you're where where you you were born that that is a, a different type of uh ethnic difference but as far as the the race is concerned uh the human race is is what is endorsed in scripture but according to evolution theory the uh races races are things that we know even today where we say uh, your race is that you're latino your race is that you're white your race is that you're black and that is language that is used from the naturalism uh darwinism evolution type of speaking uh, which creates separation of people groups Mm -hmm. based on skin color which is kind of insane if you think about it yep and just to affirm what mike was talking about in scripture we have in acts 17 26 through 27 and it states and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God, perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. In, in evolution, the naturalism, there are huge gaps mm-hmm. in 
and you read the story, it's just humongous leaps and bounds where if you talk about the the what we know commonly for evolution to 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 discuss where we were from monkeys like we evolved from monkeys but if you take the essence of evolution and the story that it plays out our real origins according to evolution is that we actually came from rocks we evolved from from a uh, primordial soup is what it's called essentially Mm -hmm. where rain fell down on rocks for millions of years and you have to put in a time period in between you just throw in the millions of years thing and i guess you don't argue it because it's a long time and you're like well i guess anything can happen in millions of years if i take water and i pour it on there for a while maybe there's going to be the birth of a toad and then something else is going to come up in, in millions of years yeah maybe eventually it becomes a human i mean that's pretty far-fetched and there's no real there's no evidence that's why it's still a theory mm-hmm. it's never been proven uh, if anything, it continues to be disproven with more evidence that comes out, uh, particularly with the geo- uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, geographical or archaeological findings. There you go. What am I doing? Uh, archaeological findings that make it, that disprove many of the claims that it has, even, um, you know, with, with the, what they found when it was, you know, they said that they had this skull and I, and I don't have yeah. all the, the intel right now. I'll pull it up in just a few minutes. But the skull essentially was like, this is the evidence that we have. This is the, the monkey man or whatever. And in actuality, it was the guy who found it, put the jaw of an ape or the head of an ape, the jaw of a human. And you're like, hey, you go. Here's here's what we've invented uh, to deceive. Which is one of the things that scientists uh, argue about, which is you can have two different fossils in the same place. And just because they're intermatched, it doesn't mean that they all belong together. Right. But these are some of the things that uh, I usually always go back to. Um, Going back to what you stated, was it for a political agenda or something like that? I do have a journalist by the name of Jonathan Tenenbaum, which stated... Now it is easy to show that Darwinism, one of the pillars of modern biology, is nothing but a kind of cult, a cult religion. I'm not exaggerating. It has no scientific validity whatsoever. Darwin's so-called theory of evolution is based on absurdly irrational propositions which do not come from scientific observations, but were artificially introduced from the outsider for political, ideological reasons. Mm. And that makes you think. Going back to what Mike said, conspiracy theories, I don't usually like when they throw around the word theory into the word conspiracy because then you typically go back to the 1960s where we were claimed to be nutcases or crazy. Mm. But I usually always state it as conspiracy facts, meaning you can actually go to your public library, you can Google it, make sure you do proper research, and actually see that what we are talking about can actually be proved and has happened in the past. It's not just something that you can automatically just assume that we made up or that it's just based upon our opinions. That's one thing I always stress about when I am talking about certain things that a lot of people usually like throwing out. So you can have, or I can be talking about aliens, and that in itself is a conspiracy theory. While I can also be talking about something of history of how evolution came about, which we are right now, and how racism affected or how racism came about because of evolution. And then that's conspiracy fact. Mm. Conspiracy theory versus conspiracy fact. You got the evidence to back up the conspiracy. Exactly. It becomes real. And don't. Don't toss that word around that much unless you know exactly what the word means. Conspiracy is just something that is against you, a group of people or an agenda behind something. It doesn't necessarily mean it's automatically a theory. Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily that it's fake either, right? Yeah. It, it's not something that's just uh, created for television. There are things that are out there. There are conspiracies that are out there. Even now, I think I talked about this several episodes ago where the sugar industry mm-hmm. that there was a there's a now you can say there's a conspiracy now it's proven to be fact that the sugar industry tainted what we know as the nutrition facts in order for people to migrate more into getting sugar refined sugar so pastas 
breads, and so forth. So our diets have been made up of that, and we've become addicted as a culture to sugar or yep. products that contain sugar or, or, or that products that convert into sugar in our bodies. We've become enslaved to those foods, mm-hmm. and we've actually done very little progress with vegetables and, and, and good proteins. And so our health as a culture, we've, uh, we've, seen, we've seen dramatic changes uh, in, our, in our health as a result of that. And now it's the research coming out where now there's a conspiracy where the agenda was that these companies, these mega companies that were backed by huge revenue, were, had an agenda. And the agenda was we need to get the people to do what we want them to do so we can make all the money we can make. Mm-hmm. And it's right here, you know, with with the theory of evolution, with some things that are science, and then maybe the original intent, the original research was science, and it was the heartfelt science. But once you're looking for sponsors, just like pol- the political system, once you're finding sponsors, once you're getting people that are endorsing you and that are going to help mm-hmm. promote you financially, it is very probable that you're going to compromise your main objective for the purposes of making money right because ultimately you're trying to provide for your family yep. and it's not saying that that's a that's a that's a right thing it's saying when you have money in front of you you will change your mind very quickly so it's easy to say oh no i would never compromise or save sell my soul mm-hmm. for this much money but tell me if any of the books that geo's writing Right now, if a publisher comes to him and is like, we'll give you $2 million if you just eliminate this and add that. It's going to take a lot for G to be like, because it's not, he, he, like, the check is here. It's ready to go. I'll just write your, I just, all I got to do is sign it, and it's yours. Just make those couple corrections. Or, you know what, just promote it this way. You're like, ah, you know, it's not going to be that bad. I don't think it. Mm-hmm. Start to, you start to justify your activity. And then suddenly you made the changes, you get that two mil, cash that two mil, and then for the changes that you thought were happening, suddenly they just took off. And now yep. you have an advocate that's taking it to a different place that you never wanted to take it, but you cashed the check. There's nothing you can say now. But, I mean, that's what happens usually in the cases where writers sell their stories to uh, the big companies. So you have, let's say, take, for example, something that's going on big right now, Game of Thrones. Unless the writer's actually doing the script, the company can do whatever they want with it. And it can be completely from the books. That's why you have the debates where you have actual readers go about saying that the book was better than the movie. Uh But that's mostly because that's the case. They can do whatever they want. The writers sold their rights. That's it. They could just, hey, look, if you could do these changes or when you at least sign that check, that's why... As a writer myself right now, I'm very sketchy when a company's just telling me I have to do certain things so that I can be published. Now, I get you have to do certain things, but I'm not going to jeopardize my story with the message I have across to it. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing, you know, and does everybody have that moral framework? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking at this, if the pure research and the purity of the of, of the science research was one thing, but then maybe got deviated for for some reason because it doesn't match up. It doesn't it doesn't flow the way the other research flows. You know, when you're talking about the different facets of evolution and what that looks like or adaptation, all that all of that research, all of that discussion, then suddenly you have, oh, yeah, man came from monkeys. Mm-hmm. What? the hell just kind of came out of nowhere and so sure you know there's some they you know they they find ways to trace it and say there's comparable things when you say um you know the they look at uh, adult fish and they look at uh humans in the embryo and there's some similarities here and there and 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 they try to force certain comparisons and and the real-time what they see as real-time evolution uh in the embryo to a to an adult human that that is the that is what evolu- that is the that is a, an abbreviated way or version of the true evolution that took place mm-hmm. uh, but there's no evidence for any of that it is it is mere uh, skeptic you know it's it's a it's a 
it's speculation. Yep. I can't speak today. Sorry, y'all. Um, it, it's speculation. It's there's not science that back. There's observation and there's certain conclusions that's made, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of theory that is thrown out. Although there's other facets of science, like I mentioned before, the adaptation and uh, and and things in the cosmos and so forth that that has been backed up. But it's just interesting that you're saying what you're saying and 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 who endorsed mm-hmm. that were 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 people that had an agenda. I mean, the thing that always gets me is that people don't take for account the definition of a certain word that goes before what we're actually taught. So in school, what do we learn evolution is? The theory of evolution. It's not the fact of evolution. It's not the truth of evolution. It's just the theory of evolution or how in the scientific field we'll see the evolutionary theory. And yet these are things that we can, as scientists, because we're all scientists, you don't have to have a PhD. We can go outside and we could test for ourselves. So we have the banana. We could take for account uh, 35 chromosomes. And it's even closer than a monkey's chromosome count, which is for humans is 36. So automatically, just by the evolutionary theory, we should descend or we should uh, ascend from bananas instead of monkeys. Bananas are banging, though. I mean, I'm not a fan of bananas, but ah. I, I do like the movie Minions. Bom, so bom. Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to like bananas. <laughs> but even taking that to account, we have monkeys or like how I usually always describe it or how I go on to debates in the forums is usually that, oh, okay, we have monkeys uh, that we descended or we evolved from. But yet, how come in the span of millions of years, we can still go to a zoo and we see a monkey? There's no, there's no, so the argument is there's no middle race, right? Mm -hmm. There's no monkeys that are standing around. And I think that's part of the obsession of Bigfoot is that Bigfoot is the, is the big monkey. He's the missing link. Yeah. The one that's walking around upright, chilling and, Mm -hmm. and, and building bridges or whatever the heck they're supposed to do. But there's a significant gap between a monkey that's, that's in the zoo or you see in the wild and you try to find traces of things that monkeys are doing. They, they're published all over the place where mm-hmm. they'll say, oh, look, there's, the monkey's using a tool now. Like he's using a stick to poke and, and fish. So clearly evolution is taking place. So he's in the cycle of his evolution. Mm-hmm. But if we descended from monkeys, where's the middle? Where's the middle species that we can see where, I mean, we're pretty far ahead. Like we're recording this on, on a MacBook. Mm-hmm. That we're pretty far ahead than the apes that are in the wild. Where's that in between? And the argument is according to to this, and according to the 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 impact that it's had on society and the influence that it's had on people, is to say that when you have the tribal cultures, particularly the tribes that whose skin pigments are darker, when you talk about the African nations or the or the South American countries where where you have people that are still living under primitive means. So they still they, they rely on fire for, for food, but they have a very sophisticated lifestyle. They, they, they have tools they work with. They, they have a system in place of how they fish and, 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 and processes that they have to, to build homes. Um, they have a sophisticated language. They have literature. They, they dialogue. They're not just running off an of instinct, but they have very structured uh, uh, means. And they also generally will have a religion of some kind where they acknowledge create, creator, whether you know, they're right or wrong. They're still acknowledging a creator, so they have some kind of um, uh, religious background. So there is some sophistication to the tribal cultures is not just they're savages and when you walk up to them they're not going to recognize you're a human and they want to cut your head off necessarily uh they might see you as an enemy an enemy tribe they have martial arts that they've developed many of those tribes i, I have i have a book that it teaches you uh all the martial arts that exist in the world many of them come from from what you would call primitive tribes they have very sophisticated forms of fighting and grappling and so forth so they have systems in place. It's not just people walking around with, with, with uh, 
with twigs tied around their waist mm-hmm. and they're no they're very they, they have a sophisticated lifestyle yet they haven't come in contact with some of the things that some of the more developed cultures have because they're very isolated there it wasn't a unity where they're building a city mm-hmm. although in some cases there were cities built but then you had some more sophisticated cultures come and destroy them or take them over and so on and so on and anyway that doesn't mean that they evolved from monkeys it doesn't mean they're animals it just means that they're more isolated in their location and they've been content with not going anywhere or doing anything so they're kind of living that way and it all depends on the collection of people uh, a good example would be uh answers in genesis.com uh shout out to them they have a lot of good material that you can check out, but they stated that uh, the groups are the results of the separation of the people from the Tower of Babel, and as people isolated themselves, the so-called racial characteristics developed over time. But that's because of what we see in science or biology. It's the melanin, which is basically the pigmentation of the skin. Some people will have it different than other people. So the more isolated you are, the more it's going to develop or depending on your circumstance, your environment as well. So we'll have people who are isolated more in Africa and then we have the people going up to Europe. They're getting less sun. More than likely, they're in the mountains. And as they're collecting or the more people you do collect, the more knowledge that's being shared, the more uh, resources that you're getting for the people and it's growing into a bigger city as a part to you'll see those lower class or third world countries that are the Africans and stuff like that. Right. There's there's more self-sufficiency uh, in, in some of the regions because they have everything they need mm-hmm. right where they are. There's no need to barter or trade or yep. travel far to say, hey, we need your rice because you have your rice. And in those interactions is where you have development and you have um, you know, you, you start to form a uh, financial economy. There starts to be rules and regulations associated with trading. And, and, and as a result of that, you start to in, intermingle cultures and then you establish lines or, or, or means of transportation, of transporting goods. And once the demand increases further, you transport more goods and you find ways to get more resources so you can do better trading. And all of that begins to, that evolves. So that that starts to grow to a place where now you have, uh, you start to become more creative, right? So your creativity is a direct result of what your need is or mm-hmm. what your perceived need is. In some of those cultures, they are so self-sufficient that the perceived need is that we don't need internet you know what i mean like they don't necessarily have a need for that nor have they come in contact with this need to do that and maybe they were just missing out maybe they were maybe they just weren't motivated or they just were really so isolated that they didn't realize that and next thing you know you have a culture that has been involved with this these activities for for hundreds and thousands of years they come by and they and it's a judgment Mm-hmm. Oh, you're less evolved than us. You're not as smart as us. No, actually, if we look at it, they're probably a lot smarter than us. We have a computer, and that, granted, we can do certain things, and the people who invented the computer and, the, and, and science and all that, it's great. But many of them can't hunt. Mm-hmm. Many of them can't build fire. Many of them can't use their hands or, or you know, their bone. They need hip surgery after a few years because they love to sit in front of the television like, in some areas, intellectually, we might evolve or we might advance as compared to previous years. But in other ways, we it's the opposite of evolution. We actually go backwards mm-hmm. in our ability to be independent. We're actually more dependent on things like technology and grocery stores and electricity. We're so dependent on that. Should all those things go away when we have the hurricane? Yep. Power went out. People were freaking out. Like, oh my God, and going to Lowe's and they're buying all kinds of Yeah. So we're we've actually proven that we are we we have less ability than these other people. Mm -hmm. Because all this stuff, everything is temporary, but they know how to tap into the resources in a way that we have no idea because we are so dependent on on the technology that we have, whereas the other people are dependent on what is grown. 
what they what they how they how they build. They're dependent on the things they do with their hands, but they're really dependent on the creator providing mm-hmm. for them the things that have been created. So but but that's that's the 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 whole spiel there was the in between that quote in between race is is that you know mm-hmm. the people would look the they would say oh there it is that here's this african tribe that's the in between yep this is the 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 monkey that has been less evolved and that's that's atrocious that's even disgust um and to G's point you know the pigmentation and all like South American countries, the African countries, Australia. There are many uh, regions in Australia that that the you know p- pigment of skin for those people are are darker. Yet they would be classified as less evolved because of Only certain because ways. Of looks so strange and the the makeup chemically. So then, how would how would the justification be for someone who has a dark darker pigment? And lives in, I don't know, they live in Europe or they live in the United States and they are PhD, they hold PhDs and they're scientists and are they equals now or, or what? I you mean, know. it's even going back to uh, what happened in the 1940s with uh, Hitler. Yeah. Just because people were different or from a quote unquote different race, automatically they were seen as weaker. And this is something that he described a lot of, of the Aryan race. And I know when we talked about briefly of the occult, um, I did describe how that belief system came about from Adam Blavatsky, which was that there's going to be five races that evolve or become so that they reach the last phase, which is being like God. And just to quote something that Darwin claimed, a man who has no assured and ever-present belief in the existence of a personal God or of a future existence with retribution and reward can have for the rule of his life. As far as I can see, only to follow these impulses and instincts which are the strongest or would seem to him the best ones. Which means that ultimately, man can determine the truth for himself. Which is a very dangerous thing to do. Not only that... But he also would have it in the way from his book, The Sense of Man. He removed the notion that we were created beings made in the image of God and were instead just creatures made by chance. So automatically you are trying to survive in this world based upon what, uh, what you can conquer or what conquers you ultimately. So we have this fight over the years even. Uh, something touching upon uh, what's happening now. We have the transgender, the gay community. If we were to go back 50, 60 years ago, how was that seen? They were seen as a weaker human being. They were seen as a race of people. We can just state it as that. They could seen as a different race just because of how they are. So automatically they were seen as weaker. We see Hitler. Hitler went against a lot of people that were gay back in the days. That's true. And... These are things that automatically people don't take to account and they just say, oh, it was just something that happened. We've evolved over time. But yet that excuses them because just because someone is different than them, it gives them the excuse to say, hey, I'm better than you just because I can do this or that. Or how we develop stereotypes over time saying, hey, the black man can uh, shoot basketball better than you or he can actually perform better than you. And then we have people just like for... uh, sarcastic or just for fun movies we have the white man can jump so we have people that automatically just state that oh just because his chemical imbalance is uh different or he's completely different by skin i have every right because my race was here first or my race knows more than the other races yeah yeah do you realize this is a side note that many of our listeners have no idea what white man can jump Really? They they probably have no idea what that movie is. Oh, Wesley that Snipes. is an amazing movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch White Man Can't Jump. Um, anyway, so so y- y- to your point, yes. You know, and, and one of the difficult things, and, and I think on this program we try to be as fair, although in our research we are biased because the evidence points to 
and it affirms uh, the worldview that we hold, the biblical mm-hmm. worldview. But to be fair, we, we have to understand that some of the language uh, in some of the writings and, uh, and the literature that is found from, from that time period, for that time period, it was acceptable to speak in a certain way mm-hmm. because of the time period and the culture and things that were happening. So when we transpose the way our life is today and the way we live life now, it, it's, you can't. It, you can and can't at the same time impute what we think and the ideologies we hold to that time period. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when, as the way we're going to understand what is being said is context. What time period was it written? What was the environment? Mm-hmm. What was the, the motive behind it? How did it start? Who is he talking to, et cetera, et cetera. Just like you would read scripture. Just exactly the same as you would read scripture. Some people read scripture and they'll mm-hmm. take a couple of verses and take it out of context. In a very similar way, you can take this out of context. But that's what we're talking about. Is that the time period in which it was written was a very controversial time period. Yep. In which race, uh, uh, particularly your skin color, where you were from, social classes. That was all a time period where it was very important to know where do you stand and it's not coincidental that during that same time period you have religions that popped up you know it was in the 1820s where mormonism popped up and mormonism started becoming popular you know 40 years later or so around the same same time period as darwinism and uh kind of falls right in line where you know it's like in the doctrine Probably not today because they took some things out. But in the original doctrine, it was like the darker skinned man is uh, is cursed. And um, and it's just it's just fascinating to see how the people that used Darwinism or natural selection or evolution as their worldview. When they bring it to full fruit, when they bring it to fruition, it's always going to live up to the things we're talking about Mm -hmm. there's no other way to interpret it it's gonna be there's more superior types of people there's no moral law there's a free-for-all so you so you live according to your uh, genetics and you live according to your dna and and your dna will inform how you are so it kind of goes back to like that karma type of thing you know what i mean like where where uh if you're poor you deserve to be poor like, you must have done something that caused you to be... Well, maybe it's in your genetics. It's in your DNA that you're lazy. Things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's not circumstantial, but it's automatically... You're classified. You're, 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 you're kind of X'd into this category. And um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. I have... Um, you know, got to do it, right? The, the Bible Answer Man, Hank Hanegraaff. Dun, dun, dun. What does he say? <laughs> Is evolution racist? Let's read a little bit of this. It says, first, while not all evolutionists are racist, the theory of evolution is racist in the extreme. In his book, The Descent of Man, Charles Darwin speculated at some future period, not very distant as measured by centuries, the civilized races of man will almost certainly exterminate and replace the savage races throughout the world talking about what we talked about Mm -hmm. the tribal the tribal cultures and so forth in addition he subtitled his magnum opus the person the what preservation i'm sorry it's in italics the preservation of favored races in the struggle of life thomas huxley who i quoted earlier who coined the term agnostic and was the man most responsible for advancing Darwin doctrine, which I mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. that he was known as Darwin's bulldog, went so far as to say no rational man cognizant of the facts believes that the average Negro is the equal, still less the superior of the white man. So he's saying... If your pigment is dark, there's absolutely no way that a rational man is going to believe that the white man and the black man are equal. No way. 
This is what that's Huxley. Huxley was not only milit- uh, militantly racist, but also lectured frequently against the resurrection of Jesus. Furthermore, for evolution to succeed, it is as crucial that the unfit die and the fittest survive. Uh, Marvin Lebnow, I think, graphically portrays consequences of such belief in his book, Bones of Connection. If the unfit survived indefinitely, they would continue to infect the fit with their less fit genes. The result is that the more fit genes would be diluted and compromised by the less fit genes, and evolution could not take place. I'm going to pause there for a second because that's kind of doesn't make sense. Because in a way it could, but what about the strong genes, the, nope. the, the powerful genes? That, wouldn't that also infect the inferior genes or, or, or supersede the inferior genes. So if you have someone whose genetics, they have huge shoulders and big calves, and you know, and they're and, and and they have you know strong personalities and a strong will, that's not gonna trump maybe the genes that are no shoulders and maybe a little more scroggly or I don't know. Who knows, right? It, it's a statement. Mm-hmm. It's an assertion, right? It's not based on strong characteristics of research they're we're both making assertions right we yep the science to back it adolf hitler's philosophy that jews were subhuman and that aryans were supermen led to the extermination of six million jews is what g talked about Mm -hmm. so i mean According to Hank Hanegraaff, he, he's, he's right there. It says here um, in, uh, in the final paragraph of, of, his, uh, of his insight, it says, Finally, while the evolutionary racism of Darwin's day is politically incorrect today, current biology textbooks still promote vestiges of racism. For example, the inherently racist recapitulation theory is not only common fare in science curriculum, but has been championed in our generation by Carl Sagan. This despite the fact that modern studies of molecular genetics have demonstrated the utter falsity of the recapitulation theory. The fact that recapitulation is inherently racist is underscored by no less an evolutionary authority than Stephen Jay Gould, which you quoted, mm-hmm. who stated, recapitulation provided a convenient focus for a pervasive racism of white science in the modern era. Ooh, dang. That's a lot to swallow. It's a lot. Look it up. It's uh, recapitulation. R-E-C-A-P-I-T-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. It's very complicated i was trying to read what the heck he was talking about and it's about what you said genetics Mm -hmm. and how certain genetics move this way and that way and then ultimately creating races of people right so so separating people into specific uh segments and and again continuing to promote this idea that i'm better than you i'm stronger than you i'm smarter than you etc but going or touching upon uh how evolution came about in reality and why was it so promoted? Uh, we can go back to the 1800s uh, to the grandfather of Charles Darwin. Believe it or not, Mike, Charles Darwin was not the founder of evolution. Copycat. It was his grandfather, Erasmus Darwin. Now, Erasmus Darwin was a Freemason, but he was also the founder of the Lunar Society. And just so you are aware, the Lunar Society contributed to people or had included members such as John Wilkinson, who made cannons at the earliest times, James Watts, who owned uh, a steam engine company, Joseph Priestley, a well-known chemist at the time, Josiah Wedgwood, who founded a famous pottery business, and none other than Benjamin Franklin. Oof. Illuminati. And just to quote what a well-known researcher at the time or journalist stated during that era, touching upon uh, 
all this information. He said the goal of introducing the occult doctrine of becoming belief in man's gradual evolution towards apotheosis, which is the ascension or you becoming like God. Like I did talk about briefly, that's the goal of everything. So Charles Darwin, as we all know, and some love now to death and promote and defend a lot of his beliefs evolution in itself was not stemming to show man how he came about it was to show man how he could become or what he could become so it was in the sense of evolving to another state or being what the same trick from the very beginning of the garden even what we always discuss about which is that man can become as gods and just to quote what will uh, wl bullhurst states he states science based on the masonic science quote-unquote science he puts this the evolution of man into superman was always the purpose of the ancient mysteries and the real purpose of modern masonry is not the social and charitable purposes to which so much attention is paid but the expediting of the spiritual evolution of those who aspire to perfect their own nature and transform it into a more godlike quality. And this is a definite science, a royal art, which it is possible for each of us to put into practice. Whilst to join the craft, as we discussed briefly, uh, craft as I described in the episode of witchcraft is magic in its sense. For any other purpose than to study and pursue the science is to misunderstand its meaning. Meaning that if you do not pursue a way of evolution to transform yourself or evolve yourself or become a better person, then you have completely disregarded the meaning of what it is, the actual science of what is being taught. And he follows on to continue, man who has sprung from earth and developed through the lower kingdoms of nature to his present rational state has yet to complete his evolution by becoming a godlike being and unifying his consciousness with the omniscience to promote which is and always has been the side or, or the sole purpose of all initiation. Touching on that, what do you think on those thoughts just by that? I think it's interesting that other religions that stemmed from masonry, i.e., Mormonism, i.e. Jehovah's Witness. Seventh day. It, seventh it, day Adventist. I mean, everything came from Freemasonry, or as the ancient times it was, uh, the Kabbalah study, which was Jewish mysticism during the times of Nimrod. And then we have Freemasonry. And from Freemasonry, you have the Rosicrucians. From them, you stem the Seventh day Adventists. From then, you have Mormonism. From the Mormonisms, you have Jehovah's Witnesses. And even going back, Freemasonry is basically the roots of all other religions. That every religion that you can think of, if you were to do the research, and I mean, if if people want to email us to know all these books and things that uh, on reason at gmail dot com, and I make can, sure you 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 bring it to the attention of geology. Yes, uh, we can open up a Dropbox. I can put in all the information I usually stem from. Um, all the research, things I find to the reference so that you guys don't see or judge and say, hey, look, it's conspiracy theories again. These are things that history itself teaches us. So we have Freemasonry as the core of everything. And you have the teachers or those who promoted evolution stating that the true meaning of the practice or the study of evolution in the science is so that we can reach that godlike state. That's the only other reason. And once you take in that reason or you take in that belief, you automatically assume you're better than everyone else because you know the truth now or you're ascending or you're becoming like God. As Mormonism teaches that you will become your own God and have your own world or how we're taught in school, uh, how Darwin described it, man has the ability or Man defines its own meaning, which is basically what we talked about briefly on a couple episodes ago with Crowley. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, meaning that you decide for yourself what's good for you. So you yourself are your own God. You have your ego, which automatically puts you in this kind of pedestal 
so that anyone else that has their own opinion, has their own way of looking at the world, is different, automatically is lower than you, which is very dangerous and automatically will see a division between people. Racism flows from that. And I see that a lot, especially in my country, which is the Dominican Republic. Even though we were the same people during the conquest of Spain, we were all known as Haitians back in the times you could do your history until the Dominicans, we had the, the Trinitarios, which they rebelled against the Haitian government. And then since we won, they sent them basically to the worst part of the country. And now there's still a racial uh, racial struggle. tension. Yeah, racial tension between the two people. And you can still see it to this day. And ultimately, we pull back all the layers, I think. Um, well, kind of referencing back, evolution or the study, the Darwin theories and the science scientists that were around and the credit that he got for his stuff and so, so on and so on. There is actual science that's part of it. And, mm-hmm. and I forget which episode it is. I know it's um, uh, one of the previous episodes where we touch on Darwinism. Um, we're not saying all science is bad. Just so no, 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 no. Yeah, not at all. So whoever's listening for the first time, you need to visit some of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely are. Uh, Christianity uh, promotes science yep. for true science, not not fake science or fake news. Right? We want real, real science. Uh, science that can be observed. Science things that can be experimented. Science ultimately points to creator. Uh, and all the information that we can explore because of what the creator has has done, the information that he's left for us to research and absorb and and appreciate and, and all that good stuff. Like there's no objection to science. We are against the lies. We're against yep. the agendas. We're against the 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 manure that comes with the interpretation or the politicizing of, of some of the scientific positions. Mm-hmm. Science itself, love it. I'll study that all day. Yep. The positions that have been taken, the initiatives that have been sought after, the, the dollars, the money that is involved in that, um, we, don't want the, we don't want the garbage. We want the yep. truth. Um, and so I think, check out some of our previous episodes. Like I said, uh, uh, we have we have uh, man just a lot the the histor- the historicity of the Bible uh, is that you God uh, the presence of evil the problem of evil the, those are some episodes where we dive into uh, where the, I think episode two we talk about uh, by which lens do you see we dive into mm-hmm. the different worldviews and we kind of hash out a little bit of of evolution and so forth so check out some of our previous episodes and you'll get. Uh, some insight into into that. But just to close out, ultimately, racism is a sin issue. Yep. So if we discriminate against anyone for any reason, whether that's because of social class, education, whether that's because of your skin tone or your country of origin, uh, because of the language that you speak, or the materials that you possess, the hobbies that you have, the way you dress, if there's any form of discrimination, it is because of sin. It is because of our sin that we form all of these things that G was talking about. All the things that I was talking about. Like Hank Hanegraaff uh, was talking about um, and all the quotes that we had. The ultimate, where it stems from, is sin. We are sinners in need of of God's grace. And and God does not endorse that. In fact, you know, when we look at Scripture, it talks, so uh, verse 24 of Galatians chapter 3, it says, So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, because... And, 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 and a quick parenthesis, faith has come because he has given us faith. He's allowed us the opportunity to have faith because we were, 
the enemies. We were enemies of God. We put ourselves as enemies of God. We have put ourselves against God because of our sin. He came and fulfilled the law. He paid the price, the penalty of, of sin. Um, there, a payment was necessary for the sins that we've committed, the offenses that we had. There was a payment that was necessary, and he paid our debt. And so now that faith has come, continuing in verse 25, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. So he's talking about national uh, association there. So there's no, no longer Jew nor Greek. There, you're not separated anymore by, mm-hmm. by your nationalism. Neither slave nor free. So you're not, because of your economic status, we talked about slavery last week, uh, not because of your economic status where you have to go into slavery um, or, or, or by, not by choice. You were, you were uh, drawn into slavery, uh, not because of, of your social class. Are you, uh, do you, do we have any discrimination? So uh, there's neither slave nor free. There is no female or male, any discrimination that is between male and female to say male are more superior than females. Mm-hmm. Here it says there's no male nor female for all are one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ's or if you belong to Jesus, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. There is no, in Christ, people are trying to find what is the solution. Mm-hmm to all this bickering what is the solution to it's jesus he's the solution to all of this you know we have wage inequality and we have uh we have uh the social classes we have no there's none of that in christ so if you're rich fantastic if you're poor grace be upon you uh does it mean you're less of a person that you have less value? It doesn't. Your circumstances is your circumstance. If you're rich, that's your circumstance. But it doesn't devalue you either way mm-hmm. because the rich could be seen as someone who's not rich. The rich can be seen as those people who are evil and always plotting things. And, and, but, but the poor can also be seen that way. The middle class can be seen that way because we're comfortable. We're there's so much. There's so much of, but but in Christ there is nothing. There's no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile. There's there's we're we're all one in Christ, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of where you're from, regardless of your social status, regardless of your education, regardless of of whether you're male or female. You're all one in Christ, and He is the solution. It's there's yep. exclusivity, in, in the path in the way because. There's only one way, it's Jesus, so there's exclusivity in him. But then there's inclusion when you're in him versus everything else that we see on TV, everything else that we see on media and social media and all this other. It's, it's inclusion with mixed with exclusion, mixed with exclusion again, and then inclusion again, and it's just so confused. Here, there's no question. This is what it is. And anyone in history prior who was a believer in Christ and still endorsed and promoted slavery or still promoted racism, and and there's still groups of people today that do, they clearly do not have a proper understanding of Scripture, nor do they have a proper understanding of what Jesus did on the cross. It's clear that they don't. They, uh, They are nationalists. They are... They are they they, they they have embraced other philosophies that are not stemming from true the truth of the biblical worldview. So I don't know if you have any. No, that that, that you wraps t- you it up. The, yeah. You touched upon what I was going to talk about. Yeah. So uh, just to wrap it up, then um, thank you so much again for tuning in. Tune in again. We have some episodes coming up. Yep. We'll we'll eventually we'll we'll do an episode on uh, conspiracy fact versus conspiracy theory. G's gonna dive in, and I'm just literally gonna sit here <laughs> and say nothing. Um, so we'll we'll dive into that in the next few weeks. Uh, next week we have 
We'll be uh, bringing a special guest in. Hopefully he shows up, but I'm pretty sure he will. Uh, we'll be talking about can you lose your salvation? Ooh. If you are a Christian, if you claim to be Christian, can you lose your salvation? Did you even have your salvation to begin with? Uh, we'll talk about purgatory. We're we'll talking, I mean, just a lot of topics we're going to touch on. Uh, shout out to our sponsors that help us and allow us to do this. Uh, Matthew Movement, wear what you believe. Visit MatthewMovement.com. And, uh, and we're out. I'm, I'm Mike the Baptist. I'm Geology. Love you guys.